finally, 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 we're back together. It's Grace and Josh, everybody. <laughs> Both of us. We're reunited. Yes. And it feels so good. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we are, we're, we're not physically sitting in front of each other, but, you know, we, we matched our time zones and it feels like it, you know, it's, it's back to our normal routine, right? So. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Um, it's been a while, um, mostly due to me, like like our schedules not matching up. But it's so nice to yeah get back on track and get back to talking to each other. Yeah, there's a lot to catch up on, um, and I've missed out on a lot. But also, it's been really exciting hearing the conversations and the relationships that have been developing. Right. Well, you you definitely have been doing your thing. It's not like you've just been twiddling your thumbs. I mean, you've been crushing your programs and you know I also occasionally see what you're posting and things like that and and we've had some good chats here and there and today's episode is very relevant to some of the things that you've been going through but definitely something that we all go through in life right like it, it's basically when we get into a rut or we get into a funk if you want to call it that and and recognizing it I think is one of the first things to do but then from there what to do about it right yeah it's so difficult to like yeah recognize that and then figure out what to do and it's not something that's just limited to if you suffer from mental health challenges or anything like that it's something that everyone experiences right Right. like one day you can just wake up and be like oh wow okay I haven't really been like crushing it as much lately or like I've kind of let things slip or I don't know something feels off right yeah, it's it. Yeah, so I think for everyone listening, I think if you are to dig deep and kind of search within, and and recognize or point out or highlight the moments in your life that you felt not optimized, and if you're really honest with yourself, it may be all the time. And one of the ways to kind of recognize when you're not optimized is to also highlight the times when you are optimized right so this is when you feel like you're a superhero when you feel super productive when you feel like everything you touch turns into gold these are those moments when you are optimized and you feel like a superhero and that's what i want you to kind of say okay here's the barometer here's the baseline or this is kind of one end of the spectrum what does it feel like when we're on that other end of the spectrum Mm. So, or even just yeah, finding that equilibrium even because, I mean, certainly for me, one of the biggest struggles that I had was realizing that people aren't like happy and crushing it every single day, like or every single moment of the day. Right. And that's something that took me such a long time to accept. Like I thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, why am I not feeling this all the time? Like why am like why can't I just be happy like all the time? And life just isn't like that, right? Like, and it makes you appreciate those moments where you are feeling like on top of the world. Right. It makes you appreciate them even more. I totally agree. In fact, um, I think lots of people see me as a super optimistic person and think that like I don't have problems or, or I guess the, the other end of the spectrum, people might think that I do have problems, but I always hide them. And I personally feel like I'm hovering somewhere in between because, of course, there's issues and there's problems and there's situations that are that are not optimal in my life on a daily basis, probably. Right. But it's how you deal with it. Mm. And 
and when you when I personally when I recognize that something might be a bump in the road or a roadblock or something that diverts my trajectory towards being successful and, and having everything I want and need in life, I just kind of look at that and smile and say, ah, if, if I knew this was in, was happening, if I anticipate these roadblocks and these these negative occurrences, so to speak, then it's part of my plan anyway. It's like, ah, well, okay, I recognize that, right? And like, I like to to compare to my sports background and, and mostly basketball. As a great basketball shooter, um, well, I was a pretty good basketball shooter. I can't say great <laughs> because like Steph, Stephen Curry is a great basketball shooter, right? But even he misses some shots. So if he was so good that he knew he would make every shot, then the game would not be fun. But what I do know is that every time he misses his, misses one, he really hunkers down for that next one. And so that's what I think we should be looking for in life and in relationships and in work and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I think it's that kind of accountability and we talk about accountability a lot on the show. It's like taking the time to really just check in with yourself and be like, okay, how am I doing emotionally? How am I doing mentally? How am I doing physically? Like, am I just kidding myself that everything's okay? Am I kind of just falling into like a routine? Or do I need to do something to change things up? Right. So that's where we come in, right? That's where this conversation <laughs> is, is is going towards. Because what, what do you do? And, and I think this is a part that's helpful for both of us to, to explain our experiences. And then maybe we can talk about without naming anyone but we could talk about other instances where we saw there was a a beneficial change so I'll start and and for me I kind of mentioned what I do in, in some bits but I think also trying to simplify not oversimplify but try to simplify my life so for instance if you are someone that struggles with weight and struggles with with how to eat healthy or how to exercise and how to get motivated that's something that's pretty easy to point out because you can go right to the source but I think that the trickier things is the things of the mind those are the ones that are the hardest to deal with because it's like you're battling against yourself or you're battling against your mind and it's like the the book that I read um, uh, the untethered soul which really talks a lot about understanding who we truly are. If you sit in the, in the, the seat of self, then you recognize that you are the witness of everything that's happening to you in life. Instead of woe is me and getting down on all these things that get to you, if you look at it from like, oh, I'm, I'm the, sitting in the seat of self and I see that the weather happens to be bad today. Okay, so what? I see that the person working behind the cash register is not having a good day. That's why he or she made that comment to me. And you can kind of like brush it off a little easier, but that's hard to do. It's almost like meditating, practicing gratitude, which is some of the hardest things for us to do as a society. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I absolutely agree. It's so difficult to train yourself to kind of take a step back, be a bit more relaxed and just let things roll off you like water off a duck's back right Right. it's like like one of the things when I went on that retreat like the year two years ago now um 
was just thinking about like all the little negative things that could happen on a daily basis and do we want to choose to let them ruin our day and our mood or do we want to be like you know what the only thing I can control in this situation is how I'm going to respond and react to it and I mean no one is perfect or able to do this 100% of the time but you know if someone's cut you off while you're driving or someone pushes in front of you to get on the tube and or subway to take that seat like you know are you going to really let that destroy your mood for the next hour like it just if i see it with a lot of people where they get filled with real rage and then they're just in a really bad mood for ages and you're like well they don't care they they're never going to see you again but that's you've right. let them have this big impact on you that's right that and that's a that's a very good point i love the way you you put that because again going back to the the book the untethered soul um one analogy that really resonated well with me was the the author pointed out a, a, a situation that I think we could all relate to. Everyone that's listening to this podcast right now, we can all relate to the fact that as we live life, things are coming at us and going through us, if you will, right? So like treat it as energy. Energy is, is, is being emitted, received, and then released. So it's almost like it goes right through us. And you can compare that to driving down the road in a car and you see every tree that passes by, okay? Because it's it's there, right? And it's and it's past us, but we just kind of see it in the periphery of our like of our vision, right? So we don't really highlight and notice every single tree because then that would get a little out of control, a little crazy. But you know there's a bunch of trees. Now, if you happen to see a person jump out of one of those trees, or you happen to see a deer run out from the, the, the corner of your, your periphery, then you might notice that, because that's a moment of panic, of fear, of, of caution, of risk, or whatever, however you look at it. But this is what happens on a daily basis when we let negative things get to us. Instead of recognizing it as something that just happened and you release it, we hold on to it. So now you see that, let's say you saw, I don't know, heaven forbid you see a, a deadly car wreck on the side of the road. Well, you're going to obviously highlight that. You're going to hold it in. And then if you don't release it, every time you see a car wreck, you're going to go back to that memory of, oh my gosh, I saw blood and I saw a dead body or whatever. And it becomes scary, right? It becomes almost like it, it, it changes how you might drive. It changes how you might uh, you might always look away at a wreck because you don't want to see that again. You might have dreams. So I think learning how to receive things and let them roll off your back, like you said, is a really good strategy. It's a really good starting strategy. Yeah, yeah and it feeds into a book that was really, really popular. I think it, it became really popular about two years ago, and it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Um, that was something along those lines. That's and right, yeah. It ties in like the whole Buddhist kind of philosophy or stoicism or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's not about not giving any fucks or not caring about anything, but it's about putting your energy into valuing the things that matter most to you, like the important things. Like, it's not about, as we, you know, with all our examples before, it's not the small petty things. It's, you know, the big picture things. Yep. And they're the ones you should put your, your energy and your mental focus on. Right. Now, what we just explained probably sounds like easier said than done or it may sound like okay you guys have a solution 
but it's a very lofty solution. It's a very like, how do we get there? Well, it's very idealistic. Idealistic, yeah. exactly. Well, you want to know one of the best ways and easiest ways to get to that is to practice gratitude, because practicing gratitude focuses it, it forces you or allows you to focus more on the positive occurrences that happen throughout your day and rely less on those negative occurrences because if we know that every day we step out there's potentially something negative happening in the world okay it may not be happening to us but it's gonna happen period so when you recognize that then it takes a little bit of the the, the weight that that has on you right because you know, if if a I don't know, I, it's it's hard for me to even point out negative occurrences because I try to just like you know get rid of them. But practicing gratitude puts more weight onto all the positive things that have happened to each person that practices gratitude on a daily basis. Yeah, it absolutely trains yourself. Like if you get stuck in a negative thought cycle, it's you know you just continue and continue and continue. And I think it's a slow practice but it does make you think differently. Mm. And everyone that we've spoken to who practices gratitude has said the same thing. And it does sound a little bit wanky at first, mm -hmm. but I guarantee if you try it and you keep it up, even for a couple of weeks, it will make a difference in how you see the world. And you know, sometimes you do have to recognize the negative things, otherwise we'd just be all smiley happy people all the time <laughs> and nothing, would, nothing bad would ever be prevented. But I think, you know, if we all kind of flipped the script and started thinking a little bit more positively, then there would be a bit more kindness in the world. And right? Yes. Yeah. And before we move on to the, the next part of this, this I, I will say something that was sort of offered at the end of the book, uh, The Untethered Soul, is basically like if you think about the impact of treating your neighbor, so to speak, the way you want to be treated has this compounding exponential uh, motion that can just go into like this vicious cycle of positivity. And that's what can really, really help. Right. Because, yeah. you know, if you let the fact that somebody accidentally step on your shoe, if you if you let that roll off your back, then, OK, now you don't have to to dig into that person's uh, psyche make them pissed off because you were pissed off and then maybe they don't go home and yell at their kids and then maybe their kids don't yell at their friends and then creates this vicious cycle maybe now it's just like hey things happen no worries yeah. I can wash my shoes that's called a virtuous cycle I think that's a virtuous cycle not a vicious one well, thank you to be more positive about thank it. you thank you <laughs> a, a virtuous cycle I love that there you go well yeah exactly so all right now we we started before we recorded you and i discussed how we can we can help people get out of the rut of of many things so we just talked about sort of the the mental the psyche of the mind and what happens when you get into this negative spiral well let's apply this to exercise health and wellness right because i think this is also something that feeds into the psyche feeds into the mind it absolutely does. And this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this topic today is because I definitely have been in a massive rut the last month. And I think I've been in denial about it. And I think it's been longer than the last month. And, you know, I've talked about my mental health journey for a really long time. But I think sometimes you just have to be really honest with yourself. And I think I've been kind of using my mental health journey as a bit of a crutch or a bit of an excuse. Mm to like be like oh well I'm not feeling that well today or 
you know, I don't really, I don't want to clean my room or I, I don't feel I've got enough energy to go to the gym. Oh, I'm just having a bad day. I should take care of myself and, you know, wrap myself in cotton wool. <laughs> right. Yeah. But sometimes self-care is, is being like, you know what? No, I do need to go and do this. Um, so that's the kind of rut that I've been in. And as a result, I just haven't been going to the gym. My eating habits have been going down. You know, it's that kind of spiral. Um, it's really, really difficult to climb out of that because, you know, once you lose a bit of your stamina, or you, but you gain a little bit of weight and you go back and you're kind of like, oh, I kind of suck at this. Like, why is everyone so good at doing planks? Well, I can't even hold, you know, half of what I was doing. Wow that it's just it's demoralizing so yeah what what would you recommend for dealing with that kind of rut this is a wonderful topic and and a great point a great question a great comment to all of it um i think one of the first things i would suggest is to break it break it all down because when we get into this because in this situation it is a vicious cycle right so in the mm-hmm. negative context if we get into this this negative cycle, this vicious cycle of a downward spiral, it, it becomes kind of like, wow, we look at the macro and it's like, whoa, where, why did I allow myself to X, right? Like whatever that might be, gain so much weight or uh, get so depressed or uh, whatever, binge eat or binge drink or, you know, who knows what the, what the action or the reaction from that is. But if you don't if you kind of look at it from the micro level and and break it down into small pieces then i think that's a a a much easier thing to deal with because that's how you climb out of it you don't jump out of it like if you if you fall into a a well you don't jump out of the well you climb out of the well right it takes one step at a time even if someone brings a puts a rope down there putting a rope down is step one Right? Somebody needs to recognize that there's someone in need at the bottom of the well that needs to get out. Step two is accepting that you need that help. So latching on or strapping in or whatever the case may be. And then one step at a time, you get pulled out. Right. So yeah. I think breaking it down into small pieces is one of the first things that we should be doing when it comes to this, this journey. Mm, I love that analogy. That makes so much sense. And it's true. We kind of, my psychiatrist who kind of referred to it as being like a snowball effect. Like when I first started taking my medication, he was like, you know, this is going to put you in a more positive state of mind. And then that's, you know, focus on you trying to get some positive changes. So, you know, you're going to feel more receptive to maybe getting a new job or seeing someone new or, you know, these small accomplishments start building and building and then suddenly you're flying again. Um, so yeah it's similar so I tried making my first step again last night um, even though it was like 11 o'clock I finally like tidied my room like really properly um, put all my rubbish away cleaned my bathroom and changed my bed sheets and then I went to bed and I had a great night's sleep oh that's wonderful it's I know (laughs) you know um, I I, uh, did you read the book by Marie Kondo I think is her name Oh my god, yes, and I've watched her Netflix series. Right. The yeah, so, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Right. And then <laughs> in parallel to that uh, is the the minimalism uh, documentary as well, right? So I kind of been on I've been it's been subtly like in the back of my mind and it's been kind of hovering over me like you um, I have always kind of use the fact that I travel a lot and I'm really busy um, and it's you know it's two bachelors living in in an apartment 
that I've been in for 12 years, I've used that as a crutch to say like, yeah, like, you know, listen, come on over, but like, excuse the mess because I just, I travel so much, I have shit everywhere. Yeah. But why? Because, you know, it, it, it took finally my roommate being away, uh, me being back in town and having time to finally, I, I was downstairs doing laundry. I had just gotten back from a trip and there was a lady who, and then this is really interesting. Okay, so bear with me on this story. So I, I'm downstairs doing laundry, and I had I always time the laundry because I don't want anyone having to like take my stuff out or fold it, and I want to be courteous, obviously. So I, I time it to the minute, right? So my my clothes had just finished. I had set my alarm. I made my way down casually, and because I'm so courteous, I. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be normal. Like, I'm gonna get there. the The machine is just gonna stop, and I'll take it out and I and I transfer it. Well, there was an older lady in there waiting, and what I mean by waiting, she was like, it was almost as if like she saw an angel walk in whenever I walked in, because she's just like, um, excuse me, sir, are, are those your clothes? I was like, yes. She was like, okay, I've been waiting. This is exactly what she said to me. Now, me practicing this whole like letting things roll off. I mean, I could clearly, I could have taken that down the, 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 the rabbit hole of being like, but it hasn't been off for more than 30 seconds. I could have done that, but instead I go, oh, yeah, no worries. I'm taking my stuff out. You can have it right away, right? So I do. I go and I quickly get my stuff out. And there was two laundry uh, machines, uh, wash machines that I was using. Soon as I emptied one, I, I waved her over. I was like, ma'am, come, because it, it seemed as if she was in a hurry, right? So I was mm -hmm. like, come on over. So she's now filling hers in while I'm, I'm taking out the second one. And in my brain, I'm kind of like, wow, that was really interesting, but whatever, you know, she needs it for whatever reason. So then I go to the dryer. I start putting my stuff in the dryer and she comes over to me and she goes, um, excuse me, sir. Um, do you know of anyone that is looking to have their apartment cleaned? Uh, I assume you live in this building. Do you need your apartment cleaned or your office building or any? I'm looking for extra work. And I go, well, as luck would have it, I'm looking for someone. Because I've been saying all, like for the last two years or three years that I've wanted to really like clean my apartment and get it all tidied up and whatever. And she goes, really? Like, really? And I said, yeah, like I'm, I, I want someone to help me. And she goes, okay, well, um, you know, like, how big's your apartment? When do you want to do this? And I said, well, I'm pretty much available now. And she goes, oh, well, I, I can't do anything right now. And I said, well, when can you? She's like, well, pretty much any day other than right now. And I said, well, tomorrow. Well, that, well not, not really tomorrow. Maybe how about this weekend? I said, perfect. So I kind of am like, all right, now. Before she comes here, I'm going to start to clean up a little bit so that she doesn't think <laughs> yeah. I'm just a complete slob, right? And so yeah. that just, that act alone of saying that I'm going to pay someone to come help me clean my place engaged me. And, and so I, I, I explain that story only to say that sometimes you have to do the uncomfortable to get you to that level of comfort. Because I can tell you what, right now, I'm the happiest I've been in my apartment in a long time because it's yeah. clean. And, you know, and it's just amazing that I put this up, I put that up, I discovered that I had these things and those things, and I'm like, why have I held on to this for 10 years? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's things that I've had for 10 years I still have tags on them. Get rid of them. 
you know and so i'm giving these things away anyway i feel so much better with doing something that simple so i'm with you when you say take away the crutches yeah absolutely and also i think part of that that kind of thing that you had in your story is that you kind of made an instant decision right yeah. and sometimes one of the things that really holds us back from or at least me anyway from like achieving something is that i put it off it builds up in my head right and then it's like jumping off something into like jumping into water you just have to do it and then it's not so bad right. so even though yeah it was really late or whatever like i should have gone to bed i was like you know what no i just i need to do it now otherwise i'm going to put it off for another few days because i'm busy like let's just start in this corner and that's another great thing just even setting yourself a timer of just being like you know what the next five minutes i'm going to pick up every dirty glass next to my bed because you know we all hoard water glasses next to our yes. beds i'm going to bring them all into the kitchen i'm going to pick up every bit of rubbish that i can see just for five minutes and then actually i didn't even time it i was like i'm just going to keep going for a little bit and i'm going to do a little bit more because i'm doing well and then i cleaned my whole room yeah so and particularly when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by things i think chunking it down and just being like i'm just gonna almost tricking yourself right yeah. being like i'm just gonna start and we'll see where it goes and i can finish but at least it's starting well said again that's that's looking at the micro versus the macro and mm. and and chunking it down like you said I, I like that phrase either so make it in bits and again sometimes right because obviously i could have done that but i was looking at this whole apartment as the you yeah. know, from the macro level, like, wow, it's going to take forever. I'm going to have to have an army of people to come and help me move things and whatever. Now, I did exactly what you just mentioned. Now that I have, I can see the floor in my closet. I can see the top <laughs> of my dresser. Um, now it's like, okay, I can maintain it much easier. And and so this is, this is what I think has really, really changed for me. And it has really nothing to do with fitness. I mean, yeah, you can consider mopping the floors and dusting and things like that as like movement. You know, I kind of did, uh, especially mm. like carrying the clothes, you know, these big bags of laundry up and down the stairs. Oh, yeah. OK, sure. That can that can be fitness. But let's now apply this to fitness, because I think, you know, we, we've talked about the mental. We've talked about the the sort of tidying up. But this same thing should and can apply to fitness. I think many of us do the exact same thing when we get into a rut with fitness. It's, oh, well, I don't want to get a trainer because I want to lose some weight before I have a trainer look at me. It's the same thing I did with my apartment. I, I cleaned up before the, the cleaner came. Why? <laughs> you know, um, you know, just face it. It's it, there's no need to have shame. You got into that situation. So either you get out of it on your own or you have someone help you. It's that simple. So with with fitness, I think some of the things that we should all be doing is going back to our roots, going back to foundational movement patterns, but only do a little bit. When people ask me, hey, Josh, what's you know, what can I do to lose weight? Well, you know my response probably, which is, you know, <laughs> what, what are you currently doing, right? Just figure out what you're doing yeah. so that we can then, you know, reconfigure or reverse engineer what not to do, right? And I think something that we should all be doing, as you mentioned before, is a plank. We should be planking. We should be wall sitting because those are small chunks of things that we can do on a daily basis, right? And mm. if you can do that, 
then you might start to see some benefit in your core. You might feel stronger in your core. You might start to see some definition in your legs. So then what would that do? Maybe allow you to go and do the other thing. Because quite frankly, if you're going to spend three to five minutes doing a plank and three to five minutes doing a wall sit, you know, that's six to ten minutes of doing something. So you may as well do something else. Mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to do with going back to my classes. Um, I'm just trying to be like, you know what, I'm just going to go do something. Even if it's just a session of really light yoga. It's just it's just getting back into my body, being okay with it, getting moving again, and not having judgment. And I think that's like, I'm so tough on myself that and I think a lot of people are as well. Like if you're used to performing at a high level, and you suddenly lose that, you're even more demotivated when you do like make the effort to to go along because you're like, oh god, I'm terrible at this. Like, oh wait, I shouldn't even bother. I should just I should just give up instead of like doing the hard work and chunking it down and just being like, you know what? Each day is a new opportunity to do better than yesterday. Well said. So I'm gonna go to that class. I might improve. I might suck, but I'm still going, and that's the thing to celebrate. Well said. So here we go. I'll give you another example because obviously I love stories and I, and I have lots of situations uh, that happen to me on a daily basis that I feel can be uh, relevant to this conversation. So another example is, uh, I, as you know, I was in Budapest working with Oscar uh, on his latest movie, Dune. And there, there have been days where when we first set out to go and do this project, we anticipated having like every day to be able to work out and get him in the best shape possible but then once we got to starting to film or he was starting to film we realized that like most of his days are long days you know from like seven in the morning or eight in the morning till like five or six p.m and if he's tired from shooting all day long we're not going to get a a a very good peak performance workout Mm -hmm. um so what I started doing, fortunately, since I have all these tools and things that I use, um, I was bringing my portable Compex EMS device so that even if I can hook him up on his core, on his abs, or like while he's playing video games or while he's eating lunch, or something as simple as if, if I know it takes 30 to 45 minutes to get to set from his hotel, let's do a quick ab workout while you're sitting there and so we started doing that and this was chunking it down so now it's like why not do it right and then i remember there was one night when he he kind of he had the day off or he ended up getting getting uh, released early from set and um he wanted to spend some time with his family and eat dinner and things like that so i was like okay well let's let's work out we'll do some cardio tonight whenever you finish all that well, it became five o'clock and six o'clock and around seven o'clock. I hadn't heard from him and I'm thinking, OK, he's probably not going to work out. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't do something because I was feeling like I've been eating out of my norm. I want to, you know, try to get back on track because it happens to all of us. So, you know what I did? I said, OK, I don't really feel like going to the gym to run on the treadmill. I don't really feel like running outside, but I want to do something. So, you know what I did? I did 100 burpees. <laughs> Now, I oh, wow. I sent yeah. I sent Oscar my workout, hoping that it would encourage him to do it. He looked at that and goes, "Whoa, like no way, you know, like a hundred burpees." 
Well, the next the next morning, we were on set, and I was like, hey, did you end up doing the workout? He was like, no, dude, I was just physically exhausted. I couldn't do anything. Um, but how did it go? And I was like, it wasn't that bad, to be honest. He was like, what do you mean? 100 burpees suck. I go, yeah, but 10 burpees is very doable, right? And he was like, you only did 10 burpees? I thought you did 100. I was like, no, I did 10 times 10. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. So, you know, that's another example of chunking it down and get the goal. Now, when I got to my sixth round, my mind was like, Josh, you're already sweating. You've already done enough. You know, like, you can stop at like 50. 50 is good. You can stop at 75. You know, I was like, nope, I'm going to keep going. And I think I was there for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Doesn't take a lot, a lot to do. You know, rest for a minute or two in between and keep it going. So there you go. That's also great because it's, I mean, obviously you've got amazing discipline. And I think once you get in a rut, part of that kind of comes from like letting go of your discipline a little bit. But even just if you feel like you're getting to that point where, you know, you have that moment of being like, oh, 50 is going to be fine. Like, let's let's just give up a 50. Even being like, okay, I'm going to do another five. Like, and I'm going to try and do another five. Yeah. You know, and just like maybe just take that moment of tension of being like, oh, I'm going to give up and just be like one more. You know, just, exactly. just one more. Exactly. Um, which is great. Yeah. And I think it would be great to like finish maybe on some like really key challenges that people should do right now if they're listening to this. And I guess my challenge is that if you're listening to this, I think you should go and take five minutes and stretch. Just go and do some downward dogs, do some do some stretches. If you're feeling in a bit of a rut, like particularly with your body, you kind of need to get back into t- into inhabiting it. And that's something I've been struggling with. So I'm going to do some stretches after we record. So you should do the same. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. Um, along those lines, I like that because uh, something simple that I did that, that goes along with stretching, I like to call it mobility. Because mm. for me, mobility means stretching and movement. And I like combining the two. So I know what motivates me. Um, and that's buying things that are maybe, uh, you know, a little more expensive than they should be, right? <laughs> because I know I'm going to utilize it. I'm going to get something out of it. So what I suggest is if you have the means, the resources to go out and purchase something that you've been holding off on because you, sh- you weren't sure if you are going to get the use out of it, go ahead and buy it and then use it. So an example for me is I finally purchased the stick mobility sticks which are those orange or black sticks that you see and people use those to to stretch and to do mobility drills. So I do that every day. And it comes with a list of, I think, five movements, and that's my five minutes. And I don't try to overwhelm myself by learning the coolest moves and going online and trying to do all this and that. I just say to myself, let me do these five, and I can do that every morning, and I can do that every night, I I choose one time a day to do it. If it's in the morning, great. And I do it on a grounding mat. And I swear to you, when I finish, I kind of feel like, okay, what now? You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's great. Like the idea was not to do a whole workout. The idea was to do the five minutes. And then whatever happens, happens. You know? So that's a good one. I think that kind of perfectly encapsulates everything we've been saying, right? Because it's, it's having that just doing that small thing doing it every day so you're getting that routine and you're snowballing things 
and then that will kind of hopefully open your mind up to being a little bit more positive about your day right because you've achieved something yeah and you're you're kind of acing it and i think that yeah ultimately that encapsulates how to get out of a rut hopefully for us anyway yeah for us it might not work for everyone but you know if you're listening to this and you think that this really resonates with you like give it a try just for a week I'm going to set myself the challenge of doing this every day for a week and I'll report back next week um, and we'll see how it goes. Right. And and I, and I would say, let me throw out one more, just, just as another cute example. If you, if you really, if, if what we've been saying you've tried and it didn't work for you, then maybe go the other, the other way. You know, like if, if you're not one to, to write down gratitude and practice gratitude, then let's let's go deeper into the negative and let's go write down your failures every day. Write down every failure. I challenge you to write down all your failures. If you don't do your five minutes, if you don't do your, um, you know, letting it roll off your back, write it down because it's going to be exhausting. I promise you this. It's going to be very exhaustive to try to write down all the negative things that happen to you on a daily basis because it comes out of nowhere. But the more you start highlighting it and writing it down, the more, I think, the stronger you will be, the more resilient you will become into blocking that, you know, or allowing it to just go through you, so to speak. Mm, absolutely. Oh, this was a lovely talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. This. Yes. <laughs> Likewise, yeah. All right. So, practicing uh, gratitude. our gratitude, right? <laughs> Speaking well, of- we're going to walk the talk um, with our gratitude. So do you want to start? Sure. Um, I, I'm super grateful for my, my constant opening or openness to be able to allow the things that that continue to happen to me. I feel like I'm blessed in, in countless ways in my life with my friends and the family that I have and the people who support me, colleagues, peers, clients. I feel like everything is growth around me. And, um, and it doesn't mean that there's, there's, there's not growth or, you know, there's, there's the opposite because it is, but what I feel is this sense of growth and it just feel it fills me with so much happiness and so much love and warmth and, and so I'm I'm superbly grateful for that. That's beautiful to hear. Thank you. That's really lovely. Um I'm grateful for having practiced gratitude and being able to try and turn that towards myself. Um, if that makes sense, so trying to turn that positivity that I've found towards myself and my achievements and not learning to not beat myself up too much when I fail and when I do get in a rut. So I'm taking my little my little baby steps out of that well, clawing my way up, mm-hmm. um, one clean room at a time, <laughs> one gym class at a time. But I'm trying to, you know, keep uh, believing that things are going to get better again. So wow, yeah. powerful. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I I support you fully. And, um, and, and I'm excited to see all the beautiful changes and the, and the blossoming that's about to happen. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing all of your, your, your thoughts and, and feelings. And to the listeners, I, I encourage you to please reach out to us. Let us know things that you've tried that have worked for you. Because, you know, as much as we try to hide certain things, 
there there are situations where if you mention something that resonates well with someone else, it may really help them. It may keep them from jumping. It may keep them from doing that, you know, the deep, dark thing that they probably shouldn't be doing. Um, so, like, let's continue to share. And if that if, if that's by reaching out to us in the DMs, if that's by commenting, you know, for the public to see, you know, do what you do. That's up to you totally. But we we do ask, if nothing else, to share this with with someone that you think might benefit from this. And that's what we really hope to gain. Yeah, well said. All right. Well, uh, there's nothing left to say after that. Um, (laughs) So we're just going to say goodbye and thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Simply Walk the Talk. If you have any questions or comments, shout out to us on social media or email us at hello at simplywalkthetalk.com. And if you like this episode and it was helpful in any way, feel free to share. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs)